Thank you for listening to the High Sticks and Super Kicks podcast. We here at the High Sticks and Super Kicks podcast are simply fans of hockey, the New Jersey Devils, and professional wrestling, and are not to be considered as insiders or news reporters. Please note that opinions expressed on this podcast are those solely of its hosts and occasional guests. Listener discretion is advised. Whether it's talk about the state of hockey. Just conversing about the world of professional wrestling. Oh my god! Chip, you know what? You just made the list! Oh no! Oh, here we go. Or other pop culture phenomenon. Rob and Dave give you, the listener, their uncensored opinions on the High Sticks and Super Kicks Podcast. The first period starts right now. I'll do that later. Welcome to High Sticks and Super Kicks Podcast. We just broke down the fourth wall, folks. <laughs> Welcome to episode 11. We need the on-air sign. Yeah, we, well, here, well, we got a bell. Yeah, we do need an on-air sign. We really do. We have to start getting professional about this. We have a nice little, you know, Tonight Show studio. We need, yeah. we need production crew. We need interns. We need everything. We need to get paid doing this. Yeah, How about nice. that? Tell your friends about us so we can get paid. Absolutely. Hey, Gary. Hey, Vince. Come on. Let us be your insiders. More Gary. I'd rather work in the NHL. Okay. Hockey, hockey season started already. Yeah. Wrestling is 24-7. Hockey's, you know, small small sample. But again, like we said, welcome to hockey, folks. Camps are open. Very, very hockey-heavy show today. Oh, very hockey-heavy. Like, 98% hockey head. Let's just push it to 100%. I mean, let's just get the wrestling part out of the way. Matt Hardy officially retired because he tweeted um, on Twitter, obviously. <clears throat> it's time for me to go home, to be a father, to be a husband. I did so much more than I ever imagined I would in this industry. Thanks for making this an incredible journey with me. Ladies and gentlemen, I love you all. What if he comes back as like a dad gimmick? A dad gimmick? He comes back with like a sweater and khakis. <laughs> then we'll have to redo last week's episode and add his, his dad character as a... Uh, I didn't watch any of the pay-per-views because I was out and about. I was away assessing storms. Uh, <laughs> storm chaser. Storm chaser. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I don't know what happened. Neither did I. I didn't All really right. watch it. I'm it's... glad we're somewhat of a wrestling podcast. <laughs> yeah, well, you know. The fuck it, it's hockey season. Exactly. The, the wrestling kind of takes a backseat. I, I think we may, may drop it down to like the big four big pay-per-views for wrestling. Or if anything big happens, like, you know. <clears throat> Hulk Hogan buys out Vince McMahon for the WWE. Or Hogan comes back. Hell, it could have happened to hell himself. We don't know. <sighs> yeah. All right. Hockey predictions. Thank God it finally happened. 
Yes. Thank God. We can finally talk about it. Eric Carlson has been traded from the Ottawa Senators to the San Jose Sharks for Chris Tierney, Dylan DeMello, Josh Norris, Rudolph's Bowsers. Obviously a European kid. <clears throat> that sounds like a, a Vince Russian name. Like he's going to be a tag partner with Rusev. <laughs> Rusev day all day. A 2020 first round pick, a 2019 second round pick, and two conditional picks. But thank the Lord, Eric Carlson's been traded to the San Jose Sharks. I read that those conditional picks are so wacky where it's like if – I think it's something like if Carlson resigns with them, it becomes like a second-round pick. If Carlson finishes this coming season, 18-19, on an Eastern Conference team <laughs> – Oh my. Like the Sharks trade him. Right. It becomes a first-round pick. Now, here's my thing. Like, why? First of all, the Sharks totally fucked Ottawa. Ottawa. <laughs> with, and that's that's part of our, part of our first thing here. With, with the Hoffman trade. Yes. Because they're like, oh, we're going to trade you Matt Hoffman. Oh, great. He's away. He's in San Jose. We'll never have to see him again. And then they Oops, just they flip flipped him to Florida. So that's probably why that condition's in. But then San Jose really fucked them again with this trade. Because Dylan DeMello is a good defenseman. He's not Eric Carlson. Chris Tierney is not going to make you turn your head and go, wow, man, we got Chris fucking Tierney. <laughs> All right? These other, you know, prospects, throw you, never, you really never know. And the first round pick in 2020, that's great. But Ottawa's going to be the worst team in the league this year. Unless you could think of anybody else that has is a bigger no. shit show. Maybe Montreal. Um, but... They're going to not have the first-round pick this year because they have to give it to Colorado. to Colorado. And San Jose is going to be somewhat decent, so that that pick is going to be so low. Yeah, but that's twenty twenty. So San Jose. Oh, might, yeah, but they, still, I, I, you give them a couple of years. They're still. They're, listen, San Jose is not going to be a shit show in two years to be able to say, "Hey, guess what? Now you have the number top ten pick." Yeah, it's not going to happen. No, a second-round pick's nice, but second round. Yeah, the way I think of second-round picks is a first-round pick should be a top pair defenseman or a first and second line player. A second round pick is you're a second or third line player or a second pairing defenseman. And mm-hmm. a third round pick should be your third pairing defenseman and a third and fourth liner. Everything. If you find anything past the third round, it's depth. Yeah. It's magical. <laughs> it's unicornish. Yeah. Which I'm going to skip ahead to another story that has to kind of do with that. Oh, the whole, well, well, well let's be, before we get to that, Let's talk about Carlson going to the Sharks now. I, I, I know, and I, and I realize that the stories start coming out now that he cannot re-sign with um, the uh, Sharks until like February because of clauses in the CBA and all that kind of stuff to get his eight years. If he wants to sign seven years and whatever, he can do it today, but he, he has to wait until after February or af- after the trade lo- deadline to get his full eight-year deal with San Jose. In my opinion, I don't think he's staying in San Jose at all. I don't. I I think it. He's gonna do a wait and see and see how the season goes. I mean, it depends. Does he want to win and be on a championship team, or does he want to be the man? Let, let's play devil's advocate. Let, let's do both. In San Jose, he's got at least what two years before the the bottom falls. He's out. got a two year window. Yeah, because most of those guys are, and you'll see this in the, my prediction. And when we talk about predictions. 
I have to tell you I wrote this two weeks ago before many <laughs> be, be, of these trades. Yeah. <laughs> so we're going to just put a disclaimer on that now. Um, but Thornton has got – he's literally on his last legs. Pavelski's 32. And they're not if they re-sign Carlson, they're not going to have money to re-sign Pavelski. They're, they're, <clears throat> they're at that cap ceiling. I yeah. mean, essentially. I mean, look, it, it, yeah, you go year by year with Thornton. That's that's like what a couple million yeah, for year to year. That so that's so that's eating away at somebody else's, you know, big money. Plus, it's he's getting older and older every year. Um, Burns is pretty old. I mean, not old, but I mean he's in he's on the wrong side of thirty or mm-hmm. close to it. Uh, Pickles, Mark Andre Vlasic, he's Pickle. on the wrong side of thirty. You know, so they're in. Their window is two to three years, with or without Thornton. Does he want to be on that team and be like the Detroit years where they had like 12 all-star, you know, 12 right. all-famers mm-hmm. and win? Or does he want to go somewhere where he can be the man and not have to worry about pressure? Like if he went to, I don't know, us, right. he went to the Islanders, the Rangers, like he's going to be the man. Right. And he's not going to have to worry about you know, oh well, you know, he's not he's put he's gonna put up his sixty points. You know, he's gonna make his eight million, nine million dollars. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't have to worry about the Canadian media jumping up and down on top of him. Right. Or, I mean, I think and I I know it's like always fantasy kind of stuff with, with, with us because we always want that marquee player on our team and we always, you know, fall really short on it. I don't think he's gonna resign with San Jose, he's got a shot to win and see what it's it's see where he goes this year. He's a big name free agent, and I think everybody. I keep hearing it more and more now as like the years, like in recent years, and probably moving forward, and not because of not because of uh, a possible shutdown of the league, but when you hit free agency, you got to take advantage of it. Yes, everybody wants that one huge contract, and then the rest is gravy. So I think he waits. Whether he he can go back to San Jose, fine. But I think he waits. I think he goes to the Rangers. They're gonna have the money to throw at him. It's true. He'll have. He'll, so did the Devils, but no, we won't. We won't have the money to throw after him. after Hall and then Nico later and then we're Butcher. playing the long game. You know, we're playing the long game in the sense that we're not thinking like if we went and got him. Yeah, that's great. But what happens? A year or two from now, when Brett, mm-hmm. sure, they're all up for free agency or restricted free agency, and now, oh shit! Well, we've got nine million dollars tied up in Eric Carlson and nine million dollars plus, plus yeah, in Hall. Hall. Now what? And Corey's <clears throat> making a decent chunk of change. And Zajac, still on your roster for another couple of years. Yeah, it's true. So I think Sure is thinking long game, just like he did with with Pittsburgh. I mean, if you think about Pittsburgh's. Cup runs the last two years, three years. Whose team is it? It's Ray Shiro's team. Yes. All those guys are Ray Shiro's guys. And he signed them to contracts that were going to fit their structure. And you look at it, I mean, you've got Latang that was is probably making a good chunk of change. Crosby, Malkin, Kessel. You know, I think what it takes to win a championship is you need a Vesna type goalie. Okay. Someone that will be in the top five voting for Vesna. Someone that will be in the top five voting for the Norris Trophy. And someone that will be in the top five voting for one of the forward trophies. 
the goal scoring, mm-hmm. the the Maurice Richard, the the Hart Trophy, uh, or even the Selkie for best defenseman. You need one. You need one of each of those to be a real Stanley Cup contender. And if you look at Washington, you have John Carlson is a top five yep. defenseman. Ovechkin, Ovechkin is your, you know, Maurice Richard, and Holpe is a top five goalie. Until you have all of those things, you're not going to be a cup contender. And right now, San Jose is a cup contender. You have two Norris Trophy defensemen. Martin Jones is a very, very good goalie. I don't think he's a top five, but he's very good. And you've got a guy like Logan Couture who could be an MVP or Evander Kane who can be a Maurice Richard Trophy guy with Thornton throwing him passes. Mm -hmm. I agree. I like we we can we can always whip out the crystal ball and go where, where is he going to go? You always have that feeling of okay, well, there was so much rumor talk about him going to Tampa because tax free stuff or, or or Dallas because of the tax free stuff. Go to Florida then. <laughs> what would you want to go to Florida? Florida's on the up and is on the rise. Was it was it the other game like the opening night game that and was it Florida or was it um, Carolina? They only had like four hundred people show up to the game. To a to a to, to a preseason game. No, well, that, that's fine. <laughs> no, four hundred. That's fine. How many times have we gone to a devil game where it's like announced crowd is ten thousand, and you look around and you're There's like crickets. You're like, where are they? Are we they all in the bathroom? Across the arena to people and like, hey, do you want soda? soda, soda. <laughs> and and then Corey's on the bench going, yep, <laughs> thumbs up. <laughs> yeah, it's like playing a men's league game at eleven o'clock at night where you can literally hear the other bench talking. Uh, yeah, the, San Jose has definitely put itself in mm-hmm. the, the favorites, and I, I mean I'm not a gambler, but I'm sure their odds changed dramatically last week. Last week when Carlson got traded to them. Um, other news and notes: We can stick on the Ottawa front. Jean Gabriel Pajot out four to six months because of an Achilles tendon tear. Every time I hear Achilles tendon, I think of Pet Cemetery. <laughs> Why? You never do you remember watching Pet Cemetery? No. There's a scene in it where the little killer kid has a scalpel, and uh, the monster guy. What the hell is his name? Why am I going? That's okay. We're a hockey podcast. We're not a movie podcast. He gets his Achilles cut. Cut the fuck. And they show. It's one of those things that, like, when you watch TV and you see something, you go, "Ah." "Yeah, you feel it." That that's one of those forever. Like watching Sid break his leg. Uh, Yes. Okay. There you go. See, we're doing a little bit of wrestling. Um, yeah, four to six months on an already shit show of uh, of Ottawa. I'm sorry, Brady Kachuk, but you asked to go there. <laughs> yeah, you did, and you signed your three year deal. <laughs> you signed your entry level contract. You want to make a. Let's look at the positive side. You're four years away from, from free agency, wherever the hell you want to go. Because <laughs> you know, as soon as Carlson got traded, as soon as Pajot went on on a six month DL. Good luck, you... Bobby Ryan. Good luck, Mark Stone. Yeah, Mark Mark Stone and Matt Duchesne are probably looking at each other, going, "Who's getting? Who's leaving here first? You should play the song. We're on a road to nowhere. We're on a road. Oh, to man, can you imagine? Like, the, the preseason just started, and good for hey, good for Jean Gabriel Pajot. He doesn't have to be there for six months and he gets paid. <laughs> Bright side, silver lining. But you, you look at like guys like Mark Stone and and Duchesne and. Probably even Kachuk to, to a point. Looking, when is the trade deadline? <laughs> I don't think they'll trade those guys. 
Bobby Ryan's going to be tough to trade. Oh, no. well, Bobby Ryan can be your captain of of who? I don't know. Oh, and what was it? Um, there was an interview with the GM of, of oh, Ottawa, and they're like, "So, what do you think about you know what are your predictions, or whatever of this team?" the The general manager went radio quiet for like ten seconds, and then goes, "We're a team." Oh yeah, well, that, that's probably more of an insult. Like at that's probably more of a jab at, at Carlson because maybe he like like an inside joke. Like Carlson thought he was bigger than the team. Like, We're a team. But that's all he said. But you know, you know that. <laughs> I don't even know who their coach is. Who's their coach? Guy Boucher. Yeah. He's gonna walk in and he's gonna pull out the Vegas card. Yeah. Nobody. No, Everybody nobody, thinks yeah. we're gonna suck. Nobody thinks we've got the team here that wants to be here. No, you don't. <laughs> you don't. And, and then meanwhile, you see Matt, Matt Carl, Matt Duchesne just rolling his eyes like. <laughs> And, and stone whipping at his phone, going tweeting from his burner account. God, get me out of here. Please get me out of here. Quick. Texting his agent. You do believe this bullshit? <laughs> you, from an organizational standpoint, right? You have no structure anymore because all your big guys are gone. Your, your, your general manager put out there saying, hey, we're rebuilding. Your other general manager's diddling people in uh, Uber cars. Well, he resigned, though. And then your new guy said, we're, 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 we're like, what do you think about your team? We're a team. I heard on one of the one of the uh, podcasts that Pierre Dor- Dorian, right? That's his name, yeah. the GM. Yeah, yeah. He is the he is now the most hated Pierre in hockey. Oh man, me McGuire <laughs> McGuire dro- did McGuire drop to one B or did he yeah. drop to two? Let, yeah. let... <laughs> but good oh, luck for, for Ottawa fans, all yeah. seventeen of you that are going to go who's, to games. Who's um. Oh, yeah, no. Colorado, good luck with your number one pick next year. Yeah, awesome. Good for you, Colorado. <laughs> I hope you win the cup and get the first round pick, Colorado. Oh, wow. Dude, at that point, Batman is literally going to go, excuse me, um, Ottawa Senators, pick a town, go. Yeah. I, I don't care if arena's not built, Canada, just go. How about you go to Quebec? <laughs> just go. I mean, Hartford still has an arena. You can go back be the whale. There you go. I, you know what? And a lot of people would, would, um, would definitely agree with that. Uh, other news and notes from a restricted free agency standpoint: two big names stand out, uh, still unsigned. Um, William Nylander, or Nylander of the Toronto Maple Leafs, and our own Devils, Miles Wood. I don't get what I mean. I get Miles Wood. What do he have? Nineteen goals this year. It's a big jump from his rookie year, but he's very one-dimensional. He, yeah, and, and if he's if he's sitting there waiting to see what Nylander gets so that he can go, I, well, mm. I want that. Mm-mm. You're not the same kind of player. Mm-mm. Like, Miles Wood was a second rounder for us, I think. Yeah. Or a third. He's in that second he, line. Look, look, Miles Wood as a player has all the skill in the world and everything else. He, just at this point in his career, he does not know how to put it all together. Right. All the tools, no toolbox. William Nylander? Uh, has I, all the tools. And the toolbox. And I'm sure Toronto's like, yeah, we'd love to, but... We just gave this guy, JT, $11 million. Can, can, you, can you imagine the ripple effect? Well, I mean, just, you know, spit-talking here. Toronto gets JT. All this hullabaloo about, you know, there's no captain. Oh, boom, all of a sudden he gets an A on his sweater because, he, you know... In the preseason game, yeah, he had it on. And then you have guys like William Nylander and Austin Matthews. Or Rip... Austin Matthews was already rumbling last season in the playoffs, okay? Now you throw in JT, and then all the spotlight goes to him. So now you're over 2. William Nylander is now holding out as a restricted free. They want him to have a bridge deal. 
which anybody should. I would say even for Miles Wood, get a bridge deal. Show that you can you can use your speed, use your ability, score twenty goals a year. But again, if you're if all you're, the time, if you're a, a free agent, you got to get what you can get when you can get it. Because you're right, your career is not true guaranteed. But Miles Wood is not in the category of William. Miles Nylander. Wood makes me think of those players that think that they're more than they are and are asking for more than they are. And somebody might give it to them, like Clarkson, mm-hmm. where Clarkson is not a $6 million player. Clarkson, at best, is a four, was a $4 million player. Mm-hmm. Miles Wood should get, and he was on an entry-level deal, so what was he making, like nine twenty-five a year? Sure. Get like two. I would say at best two. Two. For two. For two give, to- him, give him four for two years, where he's making $2 million a year. Okay. And then that way... If he sucks, all right, well, peace. And if he's good, you, now you, you can, can argue. Yes. Especially in two years where this season, we, at the end of this season, we can negotiate with Hall. Right. It, he's not going to be a first-line player. And if he's looking for first-line money. Oh, God, no. I mean, he's good. He's quick. He, he'll fight. He's scrappy. He's big. But that's but not first line material at he all. He doesn't have a first line hockey sense. No, he is a thoroughbred with and blinders. I go straight. I shoot puck. I come back. I I goal. Yeah, <laughs> I shoot. I goal. I baby. <laughs> baby, not suck back to back. For Miles Wood, and just from from an I guess an internal standpoint, from for a devil, since we watch it more than any other team. There are guys in Binghamton who can take his spot on the roster, and I'm Absolutely. not. I'm not talking about skill set because the the guys, you you can replace almost 20 goals easy. Nick Lappin did what 30 in, in Binghamton last year, so there's a potential to him being able to score 20 at the NHL level. Speed wise, no, you you can't you can't touch that. So that's that's whatever. But you have kids who want to be on this on this and NHL roster, and the more you hold out, the more. They're getting a chance to shine, and when and if Miles Wood signs, what does what do you do? A healthy scratch until he gets back into it, or somebody yeah. gets hurt. Yep. Or do you that, send them to the, you send them to the minors for conditioning? And but and, right now <clears throat> his spot is either going to be taken by Lappin, Anderson, Quinville, Spears, McLeod. Mm-hmm. And just just from an insider stuff again, the the the, the Devils played a split squad game, one against Montreal, one against the Rangers, uh, this past Monday. All four of the goals that we had combined, all Binghamton players. Yep, all of them. Paul so, tried to do too much. He's rusty too, but he tried to do too much. Nico looked like Nico. The overtime goal in, in mm-hmm. New York was totally Brat's fault. Because he didn't get the puck out of the zone. And we were talking before we started recording here today. Ty Smith looked great in his first appearance. He he, Pairing he looked, with Sammy Vontanen, playing against the Rangers, first preseason game, he looked really good. His first and second shift, what caught my attention is he came out from behind the net to make a breakout pass. There was no open outlets for him. And he curled back to kind of let everybody regroup so that he could find it. As a rookie, hockey sense. Hockey sense. Right. Most 18-year-olds in their first or second shift, if there's nothing to pass to, it's chip bang off the glass, go chase it. And the fact that he had the poise to circle back around, circle back and and look around for another outlet, that's when I I said, I believe I texted you, I was like, he's going to make the team. Mm -hmm. And no good, because I, 
I, we, we've said it in the past. I don't want Lovejoy, one, on this team, two, getting He's gonna be a on ton, ton of minutes. I, I just I want better defensemen. That, that's what I, I want, better defensemen. And if Ty Smith is that next installment of, of a Will Butcher, uh, fine. I, I'll be happy with that. But, again, I want that big fish. I want that Carlson with a whole bunch of other stuff that we have. But many right. Anyway, um, other news that we have, Carolina Hurricanes forward Victor Rosk. Out indefinitely following surgery after he had sliced off two of his fingers while, or sliced two of his fingers while preparing supper. What the fuck was he making? (laughs) Some kind of filet. Well, let's see. What is he? He's finished, so I'm sure it was some sort of rotted out, disgusting looking fish. Fucking. When when you think about this offseason. Again, Carolina, shit show. (laughs) Carolina, Montreal, Ottawa. Carolina, Montreal, Ottawa. <laughs> I'm going to give you the uh, the Jean Gabriel Pajot. Hey, congratulations, Victor Vosk. You're going to be out for a while. You're still going to get paid, and you don't have to play for this team. <laughs> a new captaincy was assigned in Arizona and Carolina. <clears throat> I don't I don't understand how Justin Williams would be proud of being a captain of uh, Carolina, but Oliver Ekman Larson gets the C in Arizona. Good for him. Signed a big deal, I guess. It's like being the captain of Carolina is like winning. Are you smarter than a fifth grader? Like it's something you should be doing, but you shouldn't be proud of it. It's it's almost like who's up next? Oh, you're the longest tenure. Here you go. Have fun. Oh, he he. I mean, he's a good per- person to pick for their captain because he's got so much experience. <laughs> he's probably got a year or two left in his career. And you have all your rookies saying, "Oh, you're the guy who's established here." Okay, I need to learn from you. Right. Like, I hear the, 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 the buzz from the outside of us being like, crap, let me look to this guy to... to and to... Oliver Ekman, <clears throat> it deserves it. He's, I believe, their, like, fourth captain. Mm-hmm. And last year they didn't have a captain because nobody wanted to replace Shane Doan. So, Which is fine. Good for I... And he just signed a huge deal, so yeah, they know so he's going to be there, be there for, for a while. A uh, person who's not going to be there for a while or any longer, <clears throat> Henrik Zetterberg retires. Ah, uh, uh, he didn't retire. I thought he did. No, they just said he's not going to play anymore. He never officially came out and said he's going to retire because he's, he's still getting paid. Oh, so it's the loophole yeah. clause. Yeah, I'm going to sign a 27-year <clears throat> contract where the last year pays me $17. <clears throat> so he's waiting to get that $17 paycheck, huh? Great player. So with him not playing for the, not no longer suiting up for the Detroit Wed Wings as a player, <clears throat> being on ice... Uh, um, playing 1,082 games, scoring 337 goals, 623 he was a assists. Round draft pick, scoring 40 points shy of a thousand. 960. He was 0.89 points per game. Uh, he had a great for a guy that was a that sixth round draft pick. Hall of Fame. He, um, uh, yes. yes. Po- point after your career's over, multi-year career kind of thing. Double digits. Stanley Cup. Yeah. Won it, won the Conn Smythe Trophy. Nearly a point a game player. Yes. Yeah, he's he's a, he's a whole. He'll have his number retired in Detroit when he, once he retires, for good. After he cashes that last seventeen dollars. But check. a sixth round draft pick that is, that's unheard of. Yeah, you don't like, you don't see that too often. But now you're given, at least European players, or six round picks in general. Here is your blueprint. On how to be a Hall of Fame. Yeah, but that's what everybody's going to say. Like, they, but. I will tell you now, when we're on national TV all two times, the Devils are on national TV, 
and let's say Brad scores or they do a close-up on Brad, they're going to be like, Henrik Zetterberg. You know, uh, another Swede was a sixth-round pick and made it to the NHL and had a pretty good career, Doc. His name was Henrik Zetterberg. You might remember him. He just retired. You know, he, he runs a fish factory out in Flim Flom Manit. Thanks, Doc. Thanks, thanks, Pierre. Go fuck yourself. You <laughs> <laughs> I would love Doc to be like, hey, uh, Pierre, do you mind the game's on? Shut the fuck up. Nobody cares about the hardware store that Brian Gianta's parents own that he still works at. And then when they have a close-up of him doing that story, he has that stupid ah, smile, that whole dickhead smile. Yeah, he looks like a human <laughs> penis. And the most funnest, oh, we forgot Tyler we, Sagan yeah. back to Dallas, eight years. Oh, sorry, Ranger fans. Mm, sorry, Devils fans. No, we weren't going to get him. Everybody was talking about but, Holland Sagan. Is, but mm. the good thing about it is if you look at Sagan's stats and you look at Hall's stats, very similar, drafted one, two. Mm-hmm. So if you want to think about what kind of money Taylor Hall's going to get, there you go. 880, probably. 880. 880. And it's probably going to be... 885. The next... <laughs> well... If he hopefully he signs the deal before the lockout alleged lockout comes, where that first year he's going to get like a fifteen million dollars signing bonus, and mm-hmm. then it averages out to mm-hmm. be eighty million dollars. So it's really eight years over what sixty five million. Mm-hmm. So it comes out to be just about eight million yeah. a year. Yeah, you have your and you know what? I'll do that. I'll do eight eighty. So thank you, Tyler Sagan, for not. Breaking the bank. Yes. Breaking our hearts, too. I, I, I don't think, as a Devils fan, I can see another player leave like that. Like, yeah. if, like, like if a, like Henry got traded, I was, eh, or whatever. I see what Sami Vontan did at, by the end of the year. I'm okay with it. Like, if a Paul Murray leaves, if a Zajac leaves, if Corey Schneider leaves, or whatever. <laughs> okay. Taylor Hall leaves. This is, like, Parisi Kovalchuk all over again. Or if Nico leaves. Nico leaves would be the bad one. But we've got a couple of years for that. Yeah. Before heartbreak again. July 1st, I'm not going down the shore again. <laughs> and the last happy... Uh, you, you, you should have fun with this one. Jake Dotchin, released by the Tampa Bay Lightning. They terminated his contract. Because he came to camp weighing 240 pounds. Which you say, well, what's 240 pounds? That's 30 pounds heavier than when he exited last year with a 25% body fat percentage what I, the hell i remember and again this is very devil story like i was i was playing a men's league game and bruce driver was our goalie and i was look i fucking hate bruce driver as a person no offense bruce if you're listening but as someone on the ice i didn't mind him when he was on the devils but like now he's kind of a douche um so we're not going to get any devil's sponsorship <laughs> If anybody the, listens to this, they're going to be like, oh, he's going to run into Bruce. But The thoughts anyway, stated why, on this podcast. <laughs> here, yeah, here's why. Because here I am sitting in a locker room with a guy that I literally watched playing for my favorite team as a kid. Mm-hmm. And he's sitting across from me. And I totally fanboyed. So, like, I started off with, like, so, like, do you ever wear your Stanley Cup ring? Or is it kind of just like a, you know, mm-hmm. like one of those, like, oh, I wear it for special occasions. He's like, no, it's in a in a vault in my house and I kind of just a safe in my house and I kind of just, you know, wear it for special occasions and stuff. And then I'm like, what kind of question could I ask him that probably no one has ever asked him? 
And at that point, did your brain also say to you, don't ask that question because... No, no, I didn't. <laughs> so the question I asked him was, if you remember, the Devils were the first team to have the two Russians. Who were the two Russians? Oh, look at that. It's yeah, like, that's all right. I, I know, but I don't... Slava Fetisov yes. and Sergei Starikov. Those were the first two. No, I wouldn't two. have said that one. Okay. okay. You would have said Kasatonov. Yes. All right. But those were the first two. And I said to him, hey, can I ask a question? And he's kind of like, he does like the... <sighs> don't, don't you fanboy of any sport and, and even wrestling hockey sports in general you ask a question because you're you're such a fanboy and you get that response oh well, yeah so all i asked was i know that fatitsov and kasatonov were teammates they ended up hating each other and things like that in russia and then they ended up being teammates here i was like but whatever happened to sergey starikov because i know he coaches in south jersey Coach is one of those teams. I want to say like Southern or something. Like, Driver or the no or... Sergey Starikov. Okay, I like whatever happened to him. He played like one year and he never really, you know, after that year he disappeared and then Kasatonov came and everybody forgot about Sergey Starikov. And he goes, "Yeah, when he got here and realized that he can eat as much food as he did, he didn't oh, want to stop." Oh, yeah, and you know what? That's that's the story for a lot of European players. In any sport. Especially Russians that are coming over, and it's like, you get meat today. One scoop. <laughs> Versus, wait, you can order McDonald's three times a day? Yeah. So, <laughs> And if you've, I, I've seen Sergei Starikov in person in the last couple of years coaching, and he likes his McDonald's, it looks like. Okay. But hey, this, so do I. This guy from Tampa, so do I. I leave here and go to Burger King. Um, That's a free sponsorship, Burger King. Uh, I'm <clears throat> loving it. That's Bert. That's McDonald's. That's McDonald's too. <laughs> the other co-host likes McDonald's. Hello. Whatever one wants to give us money. Um, but guy coming in thirty, like, and especially a guy that's I want to say, like, at the end of his entry level contract to show up thirty. Now, if he showed up thirty pounds heavier of muscle, what the what? Awesome. Well, <laughs> drug test. Where's Nate Schmidt's drug test guy coming? But man. You're a pro athlete. Show a little. Can okay, because this literally boggles my mind. Okay, well, I mean, it may not. They're thinking about that that special they showed on TV. That guy who ate McDonald's three times a day for oh, a month. Morgan, Morgan Spurlacher. <clears throat> but yeah, as as an athlete in today's game, okay, where there really is no off season. No, there is no off season. He took an off season. How the hell do you put on thirty pounds? There's got there's got to be. Is there a health issue? No, I would say he's an alcoholic. And I, again, I'm not trying to fucking rumor monger or, or start right. shit, but to put thirty, 30 pounds—that's that's like the freshman fifteen of just drinking in college. How much? I mean, what is it from June? No, yeah, they were Brief, out in June. They were out in early June. So July, August, September—three—that's ten pounds a month a lot of drinking holy hell man and if he's living down in tampa bay i mean i'm sure it's not too hard to all right i'm gonna go fishing today and sit on a boat and drink a fucking 30 pack and get suntan yeah it's sad and and because the story like at first the story was uh something against his contract that's why he was released it never came out that he was like fat now that it's come out no team's gonna give this guy a chance like at all no He's going to be playing in the KHL, the second-tier league in Germany. Now, what if he drops the pounds? Still, he would have. He would have to. Oh my god! 
He wouldn't. He couldn't eat. He'd have to be nope. the Bobby Orr of the German league to get a, a look back here. Such yep. a shame to 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 ruin a career like that. Two hundred and forty pounds. That's like a goalie with pads on. Is it worse to ruin your career with drugs and alcohol or McDonald's and Burger King? <laughs> Both are self control issues. So let's put a poll on. <laughs> Would you rather lose your job because you're fat or because you're drunk? Hey, best of luck to you, buddy, but you got cut from a team that you probably wanted to be around. Because they're they're one of the favorites. Yeah. Maybe 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 the light bulb will go off and be like, oops. Wasn't there yeah, one of the jokes that first came out was all maybe he's playing too much Fortnite. Yeah. Fortnite and Doritos. All right, so we go with the actual title of the show, which is predictions. Um, we have a team by team Eastern and Western Conference uh, that Mr. Dave, to my right here, has uh, put together. Uh, obviously, we put our stated earlier uh, as an asterisk. Uh, this this prep list was made a few weeks ago, so there's a couple of trades that happened. So maybe these uh, numbers change a little bit, but. We'll start with the Eastern Conference. We'll go. You want to? Obviously, we'll go bo- bottom to top. Anybody want to guess what team it is? <clears throat> Anybody? Anybody? I'm gonna say it's in Canada, right? Am I oh, right on that? You've got you've got a one in what seven chance of being right. Oh boy, here we okay. Oh, you know we actually have to change that. You would have a one in one in four chance because it's the Eastern Conference. Uh huh. You know what? I'm gonna pause. I'm going to be like card sharks. I'm going to put. I'm going to put that little line right there, and I'm going to say, "Go ahead, go with it." It's it's Ottawa. Oh damn! I have down here the closest thing to a soap opera in the NHL. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty they much. were a shaky team with Carlson. They're going to be a shaky team, a shakier team without him. I mean, unless Chris Tierney becomes the Wayne Gretzky, Gret- yeah, the, <laughs> the Jimmy Carson of the Wayne Gretzky trade. Um, they're they're destined for a lottery pick, but not really because they have to give it up. Yeah, it, it's almost like a slap in the face. And I hope I, I wish Brady Kachuk the best of luck. He'll probably win Rookie of the Year because he might be the only one of three people that could score goals up there. But his plus minus is going to be like minus thirty five. Mm-hmm. So Ottawa, number sixteen. Number sixteen of the Eastern Conference goes to the Ottawa Senators. Number fifteen. We go a little bit south from Ottawa, a little bit south, and we'd say the Detroit Red Wings. Now, they're on this list just because they're this low because, especially with Zetterberg leaving, they're in full rebuild. Yes. And that rebuild is going to take a while because you're talking about a team that for the last, oh, I don't know, 20 years hasn't had many high-round draft picks, high-first-round draft picks. Mm-hmm. So it's not like their cupboard is full with young, you know, super high-rated talent. Exactly. So they're going. They're they should be on a five-year plan, and that five-year plan is going to take them, you know, to lottery picks and salary dump trades, where they're going to be the team that is going to get, you know, that. 35-year-old guy that makes $6 million, but they're also going to get a first-round pick. Right. Get, so, the, get the cap floor and a first-round pick. They're at the bottom for a different reason than which Ottawa. is and Which is, yeah, which is more of the, I mean, 
obviously when you compare it to Ottawa, anything is more respect, a more respectful. Like I can't really think prediction. of what Detroit's first line would be right now. Um, Dylan Larkin, yeah, and then and, and then who? <laughs> and yeah, yeah. Next on the list, we go a little East Coast for Eastern Conference team. We go Carolina Hurricanes. Yeah, I have down here. This shit comes down from the top. <laughs> that shit rolls downhill. Um, they have a shitty front office mm-hmm. owner. They make shitty trades, mm-hmm. and they have shitty goalies. Who are their goalies right now? Mm, uh, wasn't it the backup from uh, the Blackhawks, right? Yeah. Uh, what the hell is his name? Scott Darling. Right. Who should be better. And then it was Cam Ward. And now Cam Ward. Cam Ward moved to Chicago. Yeah. So they're going to be a team that is also young. I don't know if it's a rebuild just because their owner has no idea what the fuck he is doing. I listened to an interview yesterday with Noah Hannafin and he they they asked him like, you know, what's going to happen in Carolina with this new owner and stuff? And he was like, yeah, man. He goes, I don't know. He goes, I think he wants to run the team like a business, but he has no idea about hockey. And this is a player that said it. About the guy who owned the team. Wow. That, well, and, and he didn't, so, okay, so to not to say taking it out of context, but was it more or less of him crapping on them, or was it more or less giving an honest opinion and not? I think he was not... giving his honest opinion, like, you know, sometimes too many hands in the kitchen ruins. Yeah. Unless I mean... that hand is definitely, if it's it's Victor Rask, if there's too many hands in the kitchen, <laughs> there's going to be blood all over anything, but... So we go from uh, up Shits Creek to a, a a team with with without a paddle, uh, Montreal Canadiens. Now the only reason I have Montreal here higher than Carolina and Detroit is because if Price stays healthy, he will win you games himself. Okay. Yep. If Weber can stay healthy, he's going to give you at least three games where, because of his defensive play, he's going to win you. But now that Pacioretty is gone, they're in full rebuild. Yeah, we talk, we forgot to talk about Pacioretty, him getting traded to uh, the, the Golden Knights. Well, I think we talked about it last week. Did we? Yeah. Because oh. we talked about how his contract is smart, that it's only four years. And, yeah. Oh, right. But now they're in full rebuild as well. But I don't know if you can do a full rebuild in Montreal. No. No, you have to, you have to do a rebuild on the fly. And like uh, like we put at the end of this uh, note here, when is the GM getting fired? If maybe they're scared of him because he's so like he's jacked. Yeah, he really Mark is. Bergeron, he looks like a wrestler. Yeah, like he should go into wrestling. He should be the new Mountie <laughs> <laughs> or the Quebecers. The Quebec- How about that for a bad tag team? The new Quebecers. Yeah, his left arm and his right arm. Yeah, that dude's jacked. I mean, when is he getting fired? If I would have to say, if they are. Out of the playoffs by Christmas. He's gone. They're going to give him to the deadline to see what he does. And if he does nothing or does something shitty like trades Price and fucking Weber or whoever else is there. But don't you think, it, like, so, like if he knows that he's he's on his way out and he does something stupid like that, ownership can, can stop it, right? Mm, yeah, probably in Montreal, yeah. So you, ha- you you have that going for you where you kind of have a gun to your head kind of going, eh, you know, watch what you do. But, I, yeah, it, I don't know. I think 
and it gets even worse. You say by the tra- trade deadline to see what he does. I think if they come out in, in, in their first month with, with um, Max Domi as their <clears throat> center. Yeah. When Matt, Max Pacioretty was, was, what, a winger that was a yep. center and they didn't have a center and they nah, traded he, him. It was uh, Drew N. That was really a winger that oh, they tried to make, make a center. center. So now they have Ty Dome. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's Dome. made some really, 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 really questionable trades. So I say within the first month, if if, if I, I'm not even saying 500, I'm saying that if you look at the the play on ice, if it is terrible, he's gone by the first month. I think if he's gone, you will see either Bob Gainey or Guy Carboneau become. GM, the GM, mm-hmm. and, and anything would be better because I, I, unless they throw a shitload of money at fucking Eiserman, but I don't think Eiserman's going there. No, it's probably like Detroit or nothing. Somebody made and again listening to another podcast, someone said, "Why wouldn't Eiserman go to Seattle?" Yeah, that, that and, and just and I, there was a lot of stuff that came out that oh, we can kind of talk about that too. That Seattle, uh, the vote got push to i guess out to the people or the government officials about the arena stuff so it's like the the, the steamroller is coming through yeah. already so yeah why why not start i mean listen you, you look at the mold of what the golden knights did yeah it looks like it's fun like think about if you play nhl mm-hmm. and you can build a team yeah like the hey steve eisman all right you went into tampa you had stamkos and you had kucherov let's see you build the team from scratch now Oh, Let's yeah. see the Seattle Sasquatches. <laughs> <laughs> Who is the guy that they, uh, the the former head coach that they signed as a? Uh, Dave Tippett. Dave Tippett. So if Eiserman likes Tippett, yep. You, I mean, you you have your GM and your head coach, you know, ready to go. Why not? Yep. Number twelve, we have the Islanders. Now the Islanders can go either way with this. They can do. They can play with the chip on their shoulder, with the I'm pissed at. Tavares, Tavares for leaving. leaving, yeah. So let's show everybody that we we're more than just John Tavares. Or they can go the other way and be like, "Yeah, he's right. Fuck it, we suck." See, I okay, I, I can go with you know, I, I can I can see them using motiva- motivationally by using JT left. Two things: you have Lamarillo sitting in the GM spot, which some way, shape, or form, he comes with some kind of mystique aura. Yeah. and aura that it's like lit- literally. I mean, look at the—he's—he's he's getting band back together, because yeah, he, he brought Lamarin as a special assignment coach. He brought in uh, Conti, Conti as, in, in the scouting department. So he's bringing the band back together. He got um, oh, who did he get? Um, oh, he he kept Gomez as as his coach. He brought in somebody on a PTO, um, Gianta, Mini yep. Gio. Um, <laughs> Tom Galetti on Twitter actually said, "When is he bringing in?" Um, uh, Carter, <laughs> but then he's like, "Oh wait, no, he's in the uh, he's doing media for the uh, Minnesota Wild now." So, yep. but it's funny how they can just bring that up. But you you have the the mystique and the aura of Lou Lamarillo, who literally you're gonna look in his face and go, "If you do not play hockey, you're done." Right? You now have a Stanley Cup winning head coach, and Trot Barry Trotz to sit there and or, and look at you straight in your face and go, "If you don't play hockey, you're done." So I don't think, look, skill wise, fine. But after, the, after Barzell and like Anders Lee, you, it gets it, a little. Right. I mean, it gets a little sketchy. But you have, they have good defense. You have the motivation now to go. You know what? Like like Ovechkin said, let's not suck this year. 
So there, there's that part. So maybe they may be a little bit higher than 12, but and not, had, not too much a higher. a really good draft. Yes. Oh, my God, yeah. It, like we said but in if, earlier podcasts, why couldn't we get that that type of draft earlier with us when the Devils? But Yeah, but people would say, like, oh, man, I wish I had Nico, and we have fucking Nico. So, But is Robin Leonard the answer in goal? Probably not. He wasn't good in <clears> Buffalo. <throat> he's not going to be good, and he's basically going to an Islander team that's very similar to a shitty Buffalo. And considering that the word came out that he's battling, uh, um, I don't know if it was depression or um, multiple uh, personality disorder kind of stuff. And oh, that's great! I'm sure the medication will help him. I, you know, it kind of softens that blow. Like, oh, you sucked in Buffalo. Yeah, well, I have some kind of mental disease. Oh, dude, I'm sorry. It's pretty <laughs> like, amazing that he made it that far. Of course. Uh, number eleven. I, I'm surprised they're this high. The only reason they're this high, the Rangers, are because, because Hank of, will keep them in games. Okay, I was going to say because there's Ottawa, there's Detroit, there's Carolina, and Montreal. <laughs> they will win a lot of one-goal games, and they'll lose a lot of one-goal mm-hmm. games because of their youth. I mean, the the Elias Anderson kid, he looked good in the scrimmage game the other night. He did. Um, he scored two goals. Yeah, he looked really good. But will Hank be able to handle the mistakes? That's what I'm saying. Like, not physically... But, like, mentally, will he be able to handle a young defense? Will he be able to handle... It? It's almost a mirror image, right, of our Devils teams with Brodeur at the end where Stevens and, and Danico and Niedermeyer and, 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 and Rafalski and all those guys left and you've got the new guys in and Brodeur's like, well, shit, my, shit, my shots on goals went up tenfold. I went from Scott Niedermeyer, a Hall of Famer, to Mark Fame. <laughs> And Marek Zidlicki and... Hey, Zidlicki wasn't bad. Uh, okay. He wasn't a but, good defenseman. No, but... Yeah, but hey, guess who's wearing number two now? And <laughs> Mark Frazier and... Yeah. 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 All right. So so we go from 11 for the Rangers. We go number 10 to Buffalo. Big changes dramatically improve their lineup. I mean, they essentially brought in an entire line from St. Louis <laughs> to Buffalo... Eichel's going to get better every year. Um, my biggest question is their goaltending. They yeah, really, who, re- who replaced Lerner? They have, or Leonard? What's the name? Linus Allmark, who was their rookie goalie last year. Mm-hmm. And I forget who their other goalie is. But they're going to battle it out. It might be Chad Johnson. Might be battling it out. And when you bring in so many new players, you, you think about chemistry. Yes. And, and you think about chemistry and you probably give them until like January to, to, to really, I wouldn't even give them that much. Really? I would give them to when, let's see how your team does after the big, a first big long road trip. Your, your bonding trip of the yeah. year. Yeah. Okay. All right. Now, Florida to me, number nine is a bubble team. Because they could sneak in into the wild card, mm-hmm. or they could take the, the division depending on the other teams. Like if Washington decides to shit the bed and be drunk all the time, <laughs> Florida's going to jump up. Or what if Tampa's head is too big? Yep. And Florida, Florida is a team on the rise. You know, they've spent the last two years building up their team chemistry. Barkoff and Huberdeau and. Didn't Bar- uh, uh, wasn't Barkov named their yeah, captain he was recently? Named yeah, their captain. Yeah, and uh, Luongo is a great leader for their team. They've spent an uh, Eklund like they've spent a lot of time building, like getting the ball rolling. Now we've got to now we've got to go downhill. 
Mm -hmm. pushed it up the hill. Now the ball's got to go down, and we've got to kind of start putting things together. And that's, but on the other side, they could just suck. Yes. You know, like, what if Luongo gets hurt? Is James Reimer going to be the guy that's really going to carry you? Yeah, how did he do in um, Toronto, right? Well, he did all right in Toronto, but. Look at the team he had in Toronto, yeah. So, number eight, I have Philly. Now, they've improved from last year, but they're kind of, in my mind, destined for a little bit of a setback. And it goes back to the age-old question, goaltending. Yeah, didn't they have like three or four guys that basically rotated all season long because of injuries? Yeah, and they have Nerverth, Michael Nerverth. And who's the other goalie they have? Why am I going blank here? But they have a really, really good top two lines. Giroux, Couturier, uh, Voracek. Then you have Nolan Patrick, JVR signed a big deal. James Van Riems, they came back and connected me. That's, that's a really good top two lines. Um, but what they don't really have the depth after that mm-hmm. when it comes to Philly. Now, I have the Devils at number seven. Another, another bubble team. And Absolutely, the Devils are a bubble team. As a, as a fan, I say I want more than last year, which more than last year was we I want... squeaked in. Yeah, I want a solid, either a solid one wild card or a solid, we're third in the division. Right. I, I like, it, it, there's, no, there's no way that I want my team to be a bubble team. I, wanna, I want them in the playoffs and I want them a second round team. And that's why I have it, that we could slide up <laughs> mm-hmm. two spots to five or we could slide down two spots to, you know, nine. <clears throat> there's a lot of questions. Is Hall going to be Hall? Hall. Is Hall Cor- this year? Is, is Corey, Corey going to be playoff Corey? Or is Corey going to be healthy in general? Are Nico, Brat, Butcher, um, Wood, if he signs, are these rookies going to take a step, take a step forward, forward you know? or have the sophomore jinx? And Kincaid, too. Is he going to be the Kincaid of last year? Is he going to be the Kincaid of two years ago? And will their defense give up less shots than they gave up last year? That's, that's the big difference when it comes to the Devils because if we give up 35 shots, you know, there were games we were sitting there and watching, and it's like, holy shit, it, we gave up 20 shots in the first period. Yes. And, the, and we the, have seven <laughs> at best. And the opposite end of it is you look at the coaching staff changes that they made, right? Um, one guy left to go to Calgary. Yep. Um, one guy go, um, what's his name, left to do um, the, to be the, the head coach of an of a AHL team. And we brought in Mike Greer. Right. So, we, and and then we brought up Kowalski from the from the Binghamton Devils head coach to be more of the power play guy. The only person left is Nazardine on D. And if you you peruse a lot of the Devils uh, social media boards and things like that, nobody likes him. No. And I don't either. And for the simple fact of and and I'm, again taking that fandom out, he's been the head uh, defensive coach for the last what three or four years. Three years. It, okay. So three years. Our defensive group. Has not progressed in Hasn't three progressed. years. No, and absolutely not. You, could, you re- could also say, look at what we have. You know, we don't exactly have a one, a number one defenseman. Andy Green's great, but he's not a one. And and Sammy Votnin is working his way Sam, up. It's Sammy not- Votnin's a number two on any most other teams. Maybe a number three. You know, like if you compare him to Nashville or something. Mm-hmm. But we don't have a number one defenseman, and we haven't since. Niedermeyer and Stevens. And since, since our 2000 Cup. It's, 
I mean, and and the other effect of it too is that we everything that this team went through last year during the season to to to, to make that bubble to make that playoff. Maybe people are saying that they overshot um, what they were supposed to do. Um, Ratio didn't do anything on this team to no, to improve anything. He's They're, thinking long game. And he's re- he's thinking that okay, Marcus Johansson's going to be concussion less all year. He's going to give you eighty plus games, seventy plus games, or whatever. And, and that gives the Devils a, a top two lines that could compete with Philly because mm-hmm. you have Hall, Brett, and Heischer. Yep, then Paul you Mary, Zaka, or Zajac, Paul Mary, and Mojo. Mm-hmm. Those are two good lines. You you have a, a strong enough third line, perhaps with a, a wherever Zajac plays. If he plays on the third line, fine. But then you've got Coleman and. Uh, Nason or whatever to to yeah, flip. I mean, we have some depth. Yes, but it's just right now. There's La- last year. I sat in the preseason when when we were watching games, and by the end of the preseason, I said, and nobody really believed. Me, I said, "We're making the playoffs. We made the playoffs." This year, I'm yeah, sitting. I, believe I looked at you and said, "Are you fucking high?" Yep. Apparently, I was. Um, and then you look at it this year, and I and yeah, there's only one one game, and you know, you'll be rest, watching the rest of it on TV. But I don't know. I'm skeptical at this point. I, I yeah. don't know. I don't have that confidence saying we're going to be a playoff team because it's the same team. I saw how we not struggled, but struggled to you get just, right. You just hope there's a learning co- curve, and we're on the uptick, not the downtick. It, in your opinion, if if defensively we don't make any type of progression within by like Christmas, do you see? Nazardine getting canned no. as no because he's a, a they wouldn't I don't think buddy they would buddy fire no I don't think they would fire an assistant coach in the middle of the season if you, if we're doing really shitty it's the whole staff is going mm-hmm. except for probably Mike Greer because they just brought him in but there and 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 there's I think a, you would see us trade for like a defenseman se- selling who would you who would, you're, you're going to lose like a Brat and a Palmieri, maybe or a Palmieri mm-hmm. to get somebody that's an, another a one or a two, another Henrique for Vatten and kind yeah. of trade where it's it like Shiro says it's a hockey sense kind of thing. All right, so we have the Devils at seven plus or minus a couple spots at six. Ooh, Washington. Yeah, I have Washington taking a little bit of a dip. I think you're going to have the Stanley Cup hangover. How swollen is Ovi's liver? Will Trotz leaving the team and them having a new coach? You know slow them down um i want to use that as our um show title how swollen is ovi's liver there you go and you know <laughs> what if they get off to a slow start will they be able to have the the comeback that they did yeah. last year that yeah that's th- th- there's always and 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 i think ovi put more bulletin board material out there by saying last year they said you know not we're not not suck this year, it's not suck back to back. Or you use it as, you know, Pittsburgh can win it back to back. Let's show them that we're better than Pitt. Let's win it back to back, which leads us to number five. Pittsburgh Penguins. They have a lot to prove. I mean, you could, I don't want to give them an excuse, but you could say they've played a lot of hockey in the last two years. So the one of the best things for them was the fact that they lost. And give, that they give their time to rest, yeah. Give, Give everybody time to rest. Give Sid some time to, you know, rest. Get uh, him, Malkin, uh, Kessel. Kessel, Matt Murray. Give them time to rest, get focused. And unless there's a massive injury, they're not going to be lower than fifth. No. 
or unless some team comes out of nowhere like the the Panthers mm-hmm. and is just running through everybody, they won't I, be lower than fifth. It, it, it's it's amazing how the NHL wants to um, talk about parity. You know, and you look at teams like this, who just won the cup. Washington, we're placing them sixth. Who's been a beast in 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 the East? Pittsburgh. They're like middle of the pack now. And you look at the, your your top four, and it's like, where where the hell do these guys come from? Yep. Number four, we have Columbus. Now, the only thing I could call say yes. that Columbus may also slip because. back three because you have so many questions with Panarin and Bobrovsky. And Bobrovsky, where I, Bobrovsky came out and made a comment to the media like, they know what I want, and the ball is in their court. And I'm not going to, please don't ask me questions about my contract for the rest of the season. This is where I stand. He squashed it. Yeah, they know where I, they know what I want. They know where, what my plan is. So did Panarin though too. He kind of, he squashed it early. He goes, you have a, you have a time limit to to discuss. But it's still going to be a distraction. Of course, of course. It's still going to be a distraction to their team. Um, Like Florida, they've been building and building and building. They've never won a playoff series. And um, what's the name? Um. Tortorella. Tortorella got a two-year extension. Well, he's a, he's a good coach. But, he is. But the problem is... It's the Tortorella effect that gets in your ear. Like I think... Didn't he sign an extension with the Rangers, too? And like after that season, boom, he got fired. Yeah. You can only you can only scream and yell and kick over the table so much before your team is like, all right, he's going to come in and kick the fucking water bottles and call me an asshole. <laughs> he's going to be the Tortorella. Yep. But... They're, they have the – if they keep the team that they have now with Bobrovsky and Panarin and Jones and Wierenski and – who's the other one that they have? They're big forward. Why am I going blank? But they have the pieces to compete with the three teams. Mm-hmm. They may not win a series against them, but they have the pieces. Number three, I have Boston. Boston. They're wicked deep and experienced. Wicked deep. Um they have the blend of youth and experience. They can play a skill game. They can play a grit game. They have size other than Chara. They have young guys like DeBrusque and, and Bjork. And, and and as much as I fucking hate Marshan. And Marshan. And I, I, I agree with you on this. <laughs> they have a, one of the top lines in the league with Marshan, Bergeron, and why am I going blank with their other winger? Marshan, Bergeron, and let's look it up. Holy shit. I can't <laughs> believe I, I'm going blank. You're blanking on, on him? Uh, let's see. Team. Marshan. But, they, I mean, Rask is a, a Stanley Cup winning goalie. Yep. Well, he was a backup, but he was still a Stanley Cup winning goalie. Char is... A beast still. Their defense is nasty with McAvoy and... Were you thinking Krejci? No. Okay. Krejci's their second line center. Mm, Shooter. Keep going. Um, but it's it's going to be... They're going to compete for the top one of the top three... Spots in the spots. East. Spots. And your top two that we have there, which is... I, I, and, and honestly, they could probably flip-flop. But I think your number two has the most. Pasternak. That's the other guy. There you go. Um, Toronto being number two. And I think they have the biggest bullseye on them because of what they did in the offseason. Yeah. And they have questions too. Big additions, number two, Toronto. 
They have youth. They have skill. Are they going to be focused? You would think that Babcock is going to keep them focused. The only problem could be chemistry. Like I, we've talked about, how will Matthews react to not being the, the guy, t- the top go-to guy? Mm-hmm. You know, yes, Tavares and Matthews and stuff will play together on the power play, or maybe they won't. If, honestly, if, I've always thought that when you have two power play units, you don't put all your eggs in one basket. You split up so you that could. you have enough to, to... But on the other side, you want to have as much skill as you can on one line to show. And I mean, Tavares is, I believe he is lefty. Matthews is righty. You know, you have one on one side, one on the other. There's two really, really good quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. And then you put Gardner or somebody else at the top put Kadri in front, put Marner in front, or you put Matthews at the top. Like they have so many options, right? but what, you know, who, who on paper is the number one center? Tavares. That, I mean, you, you paid him enough to be your number one center. So now what about Matthews attitude? Right. You know, he's a young kid. We're not talking about a veteran. That's like, all right, what's best for the team. We're talking about a guy that who's what's, and it even showed last year in the playoffs. What's best for Matthews. Yep. And yeah. And and that's why that has the biggest bullseye on them is sure they're 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 built as a tank, much like Tampa is at number one. But you went out and you got the biggest fish in the pond. You can't fail. On top of the fact that it's freaking Canada and yep. Toronto. That's all right. Number one, you have Tampa. That, yeah. That's the <laughs> they're the they're the deepest team in the East. They've been the bridesmaid enough <laughs> to be focused. They're you know. they're the next uh, Washington Capitals. Yeah, you know they're the closest thing to a super team in the NHL. They have unbelievable defense. You have Hedman, Strollman. Now you have uh, McDonough, Sergikov, Sergikov, or whatever his name is, Sergikov. Um, they have awesome two lines. You know, you have your Kucherov, who's a legit, might be the best goal scorer in the league. Mm-hmm. Stamkos, um, and then they have a lot of other parts that are just good. But do you, do you think that the whole Eiserman leaving thing is going to be a distraction to them? No, I think he did it at the right time. He Look, the season, before the season's over, I mean, before the season started, let's get all these questions out of the way, and then by the time preseason's over, we're focused mm-hmm. on the games. We don't have to answer any of the questions about Eiserman, where he went, or what's going to happen. And hopefully their GM can do enough, their new GM can do enough to Fill the shoes. Notice where there's holes He's in the been team. He's there for and, a while, and and it's not like Eiserman's going anywhere. He's an advisor for at least the next yeah, year, which right? means so. he's going to be at home on the couch watching. Te- these te- games. Texting Breeze Bros goes, "Hey, yeah. there's this winger out, and blah blah blah. Go go get him. Look good. There's yep. your, <laughs> there's your there's your uh, there's your ticket. All right, so there you go. Uh, gotta, there's, there's your go, Easton. We got to go faster through the West. <laughs> That's fine. We're we're not a good West Coast uh, group anyway. All right, number fifteen. West you Coast put, for life. Full, full, full light. All right, number 15, we have Vancouver. Yeah, there's not a lot to look at, and there's not a lot to look forward to unless you're getting draft picks. They do have a really good player, Elias Peterson, who's going to be a superstar in the league. He might not be ready to to be a guy at 18 years old to lead the team. Mm-hmm. Brock, Brock Bessner is the little bit of a light in this dark tunnel for them. Their goalies suck. They spent money on stupid shit. Yeah, like, they're... Dominic Roussel and Jay Beagle. Like, I like them, but... But what, where's your value add to making Vancouver better? 
Yeah, there, there's nothing other than Besser and maybe Bo, Bo Horvat and Eli, uh, Elias Peterson that you're going to be excited about. You put the Vegas Golden Knights at 14. Yeah, the magic even, is over. Even even with the trade for... No, I would move them up to like 12 now. Ah, but still, that's low. Yeah, well, you know, the run to the moon was nice, but you didn't make it. So now it's time to fall back to earth. Now, if they won the cup, where would you have put them? Same same spot, eight, twelve to fourteen. Eight. Really, middle of the pack. Okay. Yeah. All right. I mean, you have to. There's there's two, they're not going to take anybody by surprise anymore. Okay. Everybody has played at least once in Vegas, so the Vegas flu. Yes. Is, is you're not going to have yeah. teams staying over or staying the night before. Yeah. It's going to shooting be craps. Those, yeah. It's going to be one of those. We go into Vegas, we play the game, we fly out. All right. And then you had too many guys had career years. Flurry, Carlson, Tuck, Marcheseau, Smith. They all had career years. Can you repeat that? I don't know. Maybe, maybe half of them. Maybe two of them. I don't see Carlson putting up 40 fucking goals again. I don't see. Where, where was Carlson with the, he was with the Panthers, right? Columbus. Columbus. So what did he do with Columbus the previous year? Like nothing, right? He had like 12 goals yeah. or something. He had like 50 career points. So, so there you go. All right. Welcome to Vegas. Now with, they have improved their team. I don't want to say they've improved their team. They've they've kept the status quo to use yes. the Lou line. Where yeah, we did lose um, James Neal, but now they just got Pacioretty, and they did lose somebody else. They lost David Perron, but they did get Paul Stastny. So I mean, so you lost, have, but you ref- you filled it. You didn't right? get better. You yeah, like you said, status quo. I just quo. think teams ahead of them. Again, and this is before the Pacioretty trade to them. I think teams ahead of them are going to be better. You, this they they know what to look were, for, yeah. Right, than they were last. All right, number 13, you have the Calgary Flames. Calgary is one of those teams that could fall behind Vegas, too. I mean, they've made some great moves this season, getting Hannafin and Elias uh, Lindholm. And they might have that, that Vegas effect by getting um, Bill Peters. Literally, the moment Peters gave in his resignation, like he said, I quit, and then, hi, I'm the Calgary Flames uh, yeah. head coach. So it could be like how, how, how Vegas exactly got. Scotty Bowman. It's no. not like we're going like, wow, man, the great mind of Bill Peters. Like, no, oh, yeah. but Bill Peters had a lot of positivity behind him as a coach Bill, in Carolina. Like Bill, so, Bill Peters could be this year's Pete DeBoer when he came to the Devils, yeah. where he was like Panthers, and everybody's like, yeah, he did an okay job in Florida. Let's see what he does. And then, bang, yep. he goes to the Stanley Cup Finals. I don't think Calgary's going to the Stanley Cup Finals no. because you're not winning with Mike Smith in that. Uh, 12, you have the Edmonton Oilers. Yeah, it's such a shame that McDavid signed the contract when he did, and he has to be there for the next eight years. I mean, you cannot blame anything, any of the shit that happens to Edmonton on McDavid. No. I mean, it, it's, it's, it's ownership. It's your GM, especially your GM. It's especially your GM. And it's it's not even look. I can't even blame their head coach. It's it's the GM. Yeah, he already has a track record of in Boston trading away the farm for nothing, like or signing some people that for big money and long contracts that are going to screw you. I mean, it's not looking bright. They really didn't do anything. They I think when Tobias Reader is your big off season signing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and he he was he was he was the what third or fourth most wanted unrestricted free like yeah. it wasn't it, and it took them late to sign them too their defense is not anything 
to be. One of their, uh, I forget who the name was, but they said, oh, you know, McDavid's going to like be a beast in this league this year. Like, but then again, I think he's a beast in the league regardless. Yeah. And I I, I thought about that. Go, okay. You're on, you're a teammate. Now let's just say Hall, right. Said that about McDavid. Then you'd open up eyes going, oh, Oh yeah, it's somebody from another, but they're best friends. So yeah, know, but sometimes guys pump each other's tires. I could have went somewhere. Else. I know. Number eleven, Arizona. Big, a big jump for Arizona, considering what they did in the, yeah, in the they, off season. They had the best second half of the season. I mean, they were horrible in the beginning of the season, right? But they had the best second half of the season. I mean, they they have young players that have I use the word marinated. Mm-hmm. Okay, they their coach has a year. Had it's had a year, Tockett, to implement his system, which it seems they grasped onto in the second half of the year. And you would think having an assistant coach by the name of McLean would drag you down. Yeah. Apparently Ronta, didn't. Ronta had a breakout year after he kind of got a little healthy in the second half. Mm-hmm. Uh, OEL is in his prime. And I think if you take out um, Tavares' signing, I think Arizona probably had the biggest offseason season second biggest off season of any team in the NHL. I, I really do. So they should make uh, – maybe I'd put them a little bit higher. I, I They could push for the playoffs, but they mm-hmm. could also be the the Coyotes and, you know, everyone's expecting them to be great and they shit the bed. Mm-hmm. Number 10, we have the Colorado Avalanche. Now it's – they're very – they're the mirror of the Devils. That's true. In the West, mm-hmm. where was last year a blip in the radar? Like, wow, we got good. Like, everybody picked the Devils in Colorado to finish last, and we both made the fucking playoffs. Um, I'm not sold completely on their team. They have a solid first line with McKinnon mm-hmm. and Ranta and and they don't Marcus have Cog. and they don't have a Matt Duchesne to trade where that that locker room cancer kind of attitude yep. leaves, and they use that as motivation. It's now it's guess what? You were a playoff team. Do it again. And they have a mishmash of guys past their first line where you're like, all right, you know, like, is Kerfoot really going to be a guy that's mm-hmm. going to keep putting up points if he's playing with, I don't even know who else I could mention, Blake Como. <laughs> uh, and at the same goes for their defense. I mean, they have a, a good first pairing, but after that it's, you know, Tyson Berry and, and Eric Johnson. But what's after that? There's got to be a lot of, of bulletin board material, a lot of you know ass-kicking going on, saying, hey, you don't slump, a lot of pushing yeah. from, from Colorado. And their goaltending, I mean, you have Varlamov, and I, I forget who the other one is. They signed somebody. Mm-hmm. I don't remember the name, but yeah. Uh, number nine, we have the Minnesota Wild getting older. <laughs> yeah, they're the, old, they're the other team that can go back two spots, too. Like, so if you wanted to move Vegas up, Minnesota's... Vegas is pushing Minnesota out of the playoff mm-hmm. contention. Like you mentioned here, you also have that boost Boudreaux um, effect. effect where, hey, you had a great first one year, two years, and now it's like, ugh, now he's wearing thin on you a little bit. Yeah, are they just happy to, to make the playoffs? Like, that's what it seems that's like. That's what it seems like every year. Hey, we made the playoffs. Woohoo, let's party. And then they lose in the first round. Yeah. Parisi Bo- hasn't played a full season since he left the Devils. Um, Suter is elite, but he's on the wrong side of 30. There's, they have two good lines, two good pairs. Dubnik could win you games. You can see them being absolute sellers at the deadline. You really could. If if they're in the 10, 11, 12 spot. Definitely. But I don't know what they're selling. You're not selling Parisi. You're not selling Suter. You're not selling. You might, you might have somebody who's freaking desperate. 
you, you might you're selling guys like Nino Niederreiter, mm-hmm. which hey, you know what? You're selling Charlie Coyle. I'll take I'll take Niederreiter. I would. I don't know what you would give up, but I take him. Now the next team, number eight, Chicago. They're another team that could be fluid. They could slide down depending on goaltending. Um, they they should be better, but, but Crawford still hurt. Yeah, that's they don't know what the hell's wrong with him. Um, this team was built to win three years ago. Now everybody's three years older. I mean, Kane is thirty. Mm-hmm. Tavares is thirty-one. You and and you have all those cup years now weighing on your shoulders, and to- with so much money tied up in five guys in Kane, Tavares. Brandon Saad makes a ton of money. Seabrook. And the talk of them. And Keith. And potentially bringing back Panarin. That, that's another big. They would, they, would have to, they would have to really sweeten that pot with one of their rookies. Like if they said to us, you know, we want Palmieri, who would be an awesome fit for them. Mm-hmm. I would turn around. And we, we're going to give you, because we need a defenseman, we're going to give you Keith. I'd be like. I also want DeBrincat because I want someone that's going to replace my guy and I'm taking big money off of you so that you can go sign somebody else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Number seven, even with – oh, no. Okay. This was pre-trade, but yes. San Jose. I, I would move San Jose up to five from seven right now. Yeah. I'd, I'd drop LA one and I'd drop Dallas one. Yeah. Um they have the firepower to win, especially now with Carlson. Like if you have, if you really think about it, Vlasic, Burns, Carlson, one of those three could be on the ice at all times in a game. And in the playoffs, think about it. You could have Carlson and Burns on the ice the entire game. It's true. They're they're a dangerous team. And Pete DeBoer plays very, very well with veterans. We we saw it with our Devils team, where where if if a if he put a rookie in, they had a short leash. And and if they needed to have an excellent game, if they had a great game, you sit. Put all the veterans in. Oh well, he's good with veterans. So but he, they're they're in a win now mode. Yes, because after this year, if they were to sign Carlson, they're not going to have money for some of those guys. They're not going to have money for, for what's his name, Pavelski. Mm-hmm. Uh, number six, you have L.A. Um, honestly, I would put them lower. They're getting older. Why Covey? I don't know. It's a now or never for them. And that they're also another team that could slide down to the eight spot because what if Quick gets hurt again? What if Covey doesn't put up 30 goals and only puts up 12, which or, we're all hoping for? Or he Or he's hurt. His back doesn't doesn't handle the NHL because the NHL is a little bit tougher than the KHL kind of thing. So, and do they have enough to score goals? I mean, which, which oddly enough, that's why they signed Kobe. I'm like, mm, no. I mean, Kopitar is a great player. He was up for MVP. He had 90 something points this year. Um, but you have Kobe, Kopitar, Carter. Those are your big forwards. Dowdy's always going to get you 60 points as a defenseman. Where, Where is the other scoring coming from? You don't have Mike Camilleri anymore. <laughs> Dallas at number five after the Tyler Sagan signing. 
Well, not even that. I, and again, this was before Tyler Sagan. I would say he's going. If if I had a first round pick in fantasy, I would pick Tyler Sagan because he was going to come in with such motivation for big money to get that big money. Yeah. But now he's got it, so watch out. Um, Anaheim at four. Yep. Oh, the thing with Dallas though is mm-hmm. why they could slide back. Who's their goalie? Ben Bishop and Antti Niemi, or is it? I think it's Antti Niemi. Neither one of them make me tingle with confidence <laughs> in goal. Come on, Kincaid for a second. Yeah, right. Sure. All right, Anaheim at four. Would you say that they're almost in a, in a win now mode too? Yes. Yeah, but they have a, they have a good little scattering in their lineup mm-hmm. of youth and talent, like Ricard Raquel great player he's young Corey perry is 33 years old you know um gets he'll bounce back i think more than perry would but they have a deep deep down the middle and they're you you have henrique too and henrique i think after he got traded and i think after the whole thing of oh shit i got traded went away he played well. Yes, and he earned that extension. He he's like a Swiss Army knife in the sense that you, if there was an injury, you can move him up to play with Getzloff and Perry on wing, and then on the other side, you can have him on your third line, playing with I don't know Silverberg or some of their rook, younger and, players. I mean, obviously, if you take motivation out of it, what I mean, you look at how he played in Anaheim, you look on how he played with the Devils last year. I don't understand what happened, like why. Why he played like crap for us. I mean, he didn't play like crap. I just think he didn't shoot enough. And when he got there, the coach was like, look, take fucking shots. Shoot as much as you can. And again, it could always be the system and who yeah. he's playing with. Mm-hmm. I mean, we didn't really put him. He was a, he was a third-line guy. and that He was, a, no, he was, for us, yes. Yes, but He us. was a guy that when he played with skill players. His, his game went up. His game, like mm-hmm. when he played with Kovey and Parisi, his rookie year. That was his pinnacle because that's what he, the, those skilled players, but when he, he couldn't do it by himself. Uh, so we got that number four. Number three, St. Louis Blues. On paper, they're a deep team. You know, they got O'Reilly. Um, their defense is sick. Bo Mister and Peter Angelo. Uh, they have youth, they have experience. Their only big question is their fucking head case of a goalie. Martin Bro- Oh, I'm sorry. No, no. Jake Allen. No. Oh. I just I I don't see him as a goalie that if I were in a playoff series against, I would be like, get as many pucks as you can, crash the net, stay in his crease, talk shit to him mm-hmm. because you're Take gonna him rattle him. You're mm-hmm. gonna rattle him. Just like I would say for the Devils or any team to do to the Rangers. Get right in Lundquist's face. Be the uh, Sean Avery. Yeah. Get, oh, well, not. I mean, <laughs> well, I mean, and, no, not not for what he did, but yeah. And last year they were lucky. That's who uh, Buffalo's other goalie is, Carter Hutton. They uh, they don't have Carter Hutton this year because when Jake Allen had to go home and think about things, <laughs> Carter Hutton was the guy that kept St. Louis. But St. Louis is is deep. I mean, you've got Jaden Schwartz. You've got Tarasenko. Now you've got Ryan O'Reilly. You still have Alex Steen. You still have uh, who's their other center? Why am I going blank here? 
but they have they're they're deep. It's cra- it's crazy that you look at the li- list of any of these teams, and it's scary how the Western Western Conference always lines up. You look at the, you look at the East, it's like speed, it's like sharpshooters, and this and that. You look at the West, and they're like animals. Yep, they're just beasts out there, and you go, how the hell? You you can skate around them, but how the hell do you shoot on those on the big goldies on yeah. them? You know, like, and it's like that almost like every year. It's it's like it's almost like that in every sport too. NBA is the same way. You look at the Western Conference in the NBA, NBA, and it's like holy crap. You know, you have a bunch of point guards in the East, and you got a whole bunch of like ten, f- ten that, foot centers and forwards. Especially now that LeBron left. Yeah, like oh, wow. see, look, we could talk about basketball. Now. See, woo, high kicks, uh, high sticks, super kicks, and dunks and three pointers. Winnipeg Jets at number two. Yeah, they're they're my second favorite to win the cup. Who's your first? Devils? No. <laughs> no. Um, they're the only team strong enough to compete with Nashville. Physically, skill-wise. I mean, that was a great series last year mm-hmm. between the two of them. Um, you have Wheeler, who I believe did sign a big contract this mm-hmm. year. Yes, yep. he did. You have Line A, who has got the worst beard in hockey. <laughs> but We're Worse than Burns? But he is a... Yeah, Burns actually has a beard. This guy's got like seventeen hairs, just kind of. Oh, when Crosby initially came in, yeah. when he grew, he grew a playoff mustache. Yeah, sort of. It gives him a good one-two punch on their 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 wings. Connor Hellebuck proved to be a big money goalie. You know, he was up for the Vesna in his first real season as a starter. Their decorp is one of the best with Bufflin Truba. Uh, Tyler Myers. I mean, one of those. They're all giants, and they mm-hmm. can all be on the ice at any time. My beast comment before, Winnipeg fits that mold like to a T. Yeah. And they can play any game. You want to play a skill game? We'll run and gun with you. You want to play a, a dump it in and grind it out in the corners? We can do that too. You want to play us on the power play and, or shorthanded? We can do that. You know, they're, they're built to win in the next three years. And your number one of the Western Conference, Nashville Predators. They are the best team on paper and on the ice. They, their roster is perfect in the mix of skill and grit, uh, youth and experience. They have the best D-Corp in the league. Again, you, when you can keep P.K. Subban, Yossi, Ellis on the ice, Ekbom on the ice at any time, that's, that's a good team. They could beat you six one. They could beat you one nothing. Uh, I think Pecker. If I had a, a pick a goalie for a comeback year, it's going to be him. Not that he had a bad year. I mean, he was up for the Vesna, but he's the goalie that needs to prove because he got pulled in the playoffs. Like he got pulled in the fucking finals, mm-hmm. and that's your your starting goalie. And Saros is there. Yeah, and yeah. he's a good goalie. Mm-hmm. So. Much like us, like they have two really good. They have a starter and a, almost like a one A, a decent, really decent. Ba- not just one of those. Hey, you sign a backup for si- for a yeah. six figure deal. You have a, a pretty good, and the, the the fact that you have Peter Laviolette, he was not bad in, in Philly, not bad at all. He's he's never he was not bad when the island when he was coaching the Islanders. You know, like he was a shitty player. I remember him when he was on the Rangers, but he's he's a good coach. Peter Laviolette was a coach I wanted when when we got got rid of DeBoer. I wanted him in the worst way. But. Yeah, but at that time with Lou, it wouldn't have worked with us. Nope. So there you have it. There's your prediction. 
prior to game one of the regular season, how do you think we did? You can go to hsskpod.com. You can give us a comment on there. You can go on social media and Facebook and Twitter, HSSK Podcast. And, uh, yeah, let us know. And uh, it was this is a great list for you, man. You, you, you put a lot of thought process into this. You know what we you forgot to the, do on that list? What? The Mount Rushmore. That's okay. We have the Mount Rushmore for, for next, next week. week. Yeah. Next week. Stay tuned next week for Fantasy Stud, Ooh. Dud, and Sleeper. Oh. And we're going to do the Atlantic and Central Conference because I didn't want to wait too long. Also, next week, top five wrestling fantasy matches of if you could have any people wrestle. <laughs> Look at you selling shows, man. Wow. <laughs> Make sure you like us. Save. Subscribe. Tell your friends. Tell everybody, man. Hell, even just subscribe. And even if you don't want to listen to us anymore, just leave us there. Tell your friends, folks. HSSKpod.com for all your high sticks and super kicks podcast stuff. Dave, any last words? Toodles. Woo!